Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Today on Marvel Movie News, Thor 4 is a coming, and the only man to bring it is Taika Waititi. Hollywood Reporter dropped the news. We're going to dissect what that means for the MCU Phase 4, what it's going to do to other movies, what it means for that story in particular. We'll break it all down, plus some of some... San Diego Comic-Con revelations have already hit us, and it's only 1 o'clock on Thursday. Let's talk Marvel on Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talks Marvel Movie News. Good afternoon to you, our merry Marvelites, and welcome back to Marvel Movie News. Hey guys, I'm Zach Wilson. We got Christian Blatt over there. Hey, look, it's me. Here I am. And that's not Zia Anderson. Are you sure? I'm confident. I'm, okay. ju- I'm just excited to finally be sitting next to someone pretty. Uh, that's just for Zia to hear when she watches Shots Fired. Zia is down at San Diego Comic-Con today while we're here coming to you live from the remnants of Asgard. <laughs> Uh, this is the Marvel Movie News. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Marvel News PTN. I'm just doing all of this to stall introducing who our guest is because yes. I think it's funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> follow the, the, our network, The Popcorn Talk, on Twitter at The Popcorn Talk. Make sure to like, rate, subscribe, all that stuff. Now that's out of the way, I will introduce our guest, Jeff DeRay. Jeff, you, we, uh, people may have heard you on Christian's other show, The, the Blackcast. Blackcast. At blackcast.com. B-L-A-D-T. C-A-S-T.com. Uh, they may know, well, may Does know you. Does he pimp from... that show as much as he pimps this show on that show? Actually, no. I pimp that this show on The Blackcast a lot more than I mentioned The Blackcast here. Good to they know. may know you from that. They may also know you from Emerson College Hockey, ah, yes. where you and I played hockey together. Yes. If they ever watched a game during my, my four years at Emerson <laughs> and uh, saw somebody punch somebody for no reason, and that might have been me. <laughs> oh, I did see you. I remember that. <laughs> uh, as I put myself in the way of frozen rubber like an idiot that plays goalie, because only idiots play that position. I can't anyway, Yeah, small, small world. Anyway, uh, let's talk some Marvel stuff, you guys. We got a whole bunch of stuff to go over. San Diego Comic-Con is going on. We don't have all the stories yet, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. The big panel is happening over the weekend. The Russo Brothers panel is happening tomorrow. There's an Avengers, the video game trailer or panel dropping in 20 minutes. <laughs> so we can't see that because we're live. Uh, but we are also, if you stick around to the end, going to reveal the winner of that Endgame poster that we teased last week for the poll. I hope it's me. I hope I won. <laughs> Well, that's then. Then we can save a lot on shipping. It's just in the car. Uh, no, I got a bag full of names. We're gonna draw the name on the air. So stick around. Let's start out with our lead story for today. That is Thor four 
getting not confirmed because Marvel didn't confirm nothing. Right. <laughs> uh, but the Hollywood Reporter said that Taika Waititi has officially signed on to write and direct Thor 4. Basically saying Thor 4 is going to happen. What do you, how do you guys feel? How do you feel about this news? Jeff is our guest. Why don't you let me go first? I'm really excited about the fact that he's going to be back because uh, Thor 3 I thought was great. Look, I didn't love Thor 2. I think a lot of people didn't, but uh, I think Haters. he did a great job. And he's uh, he has the take on the character that I personally enjoy. Jeff, what do you think? Uh, so I would say I was probably about as hard as Korg when I found out. <laughs> Bouncing those Taika Waititi. Uh, to, to, to be fair, I told him not to run his jokes by me ahead of time. I wanted him to do it on the air. That's my fault. I should ask. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm so psyched. I love Taika Waititi as a director. I've enjoyed all his independent films through the years. Uh, I'm Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Sad that this is uh, what I read. That uh, part of the reason for this was that there were script issues with his live action Akira adaptation, yeah. and so that's why he was able to take this on. And that that's now indefinitely suspended or whatever. But... I had heard it was casting issues. Oh. Um, could but it, it, it's rumors it, at this. Whatever point. it is, though, the the Akira movie is not happening anytime soon, which is disappointing. Yes. Yeah. Warner Brothers officially shelving Akira. Uh, they said that they're still interested in making it, but I think the their from what I heard, their overall thoughts on it were we don't want to make it without Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. That was, I think, the to them it wasn't worth doing. It was only worth doing when they had somebody who's going to bring a unique take or voice to it. Yeah. And Taika Waititi is going to do that. He's not just going to do a shot-for-shot remake of the anime <laughs> movie or do, a like, a poor retread of the uh, of what you can just read in the manga, he was going to do Taika Waititi's Akira. Yeah, I could imagine just because, you know, with his Maori uh, heritage, if you use something like that as part of the storyline, mm. especially, like, the warrior spirit and everything that I know from the original Akira anime, I think that'd be fascinating. I'm just, I'm imagining the possibilities, and I'm, I don't, I don't know, though, because I think Thor 4, after, because there's so many possibilities, and because I love Thor Ragnarok so much, it it's was so like, good. I saw that with Christian, and it was, uh, for anybody who's as familiar with the movie as I am, probably about two minutes less than two minutes into the movie when the skeleton's jaw drops that he's talking to i was like oh this is the best movie i've ever seen <laughs> yeah, i'm never gonna stop loving this movie <laughs> i pretty much said that to yeah. christian in the theater he i was did. like oh uh, I, i'm down <laughs> it thor ragnarok revitalized that character it made the character fun it's not the car it's not the thor that you read in the comics mm. and that's the, some people i know did like kind of butted up against that because it's, it wasn't what they were used to that was more like what you got in Thor 1, Thor 2. But with Chris Hemsworth, it was the best version that you could get out of him. Because it's him having fun. Yeah. And Taika Waititi just embracing that and making a f- spectacle. And so that's what we have to look forward to in Thor 4. Um, the question at this point, though, is... So Thor, at the end of Endgame, where we left him, is 
traveling with the Guardians of the Galaxy into space. We don't know, one of the things we don't know is when Thor 4 is going to fall in the order. We'll Mm -hmm. probably know that before the end of the weekend, and literally by this time next week, we'll just have that answer. But we're here, so let's speculate. For no, <laughs> let's speculate wildly. Do you guys think that this will end up happening before Guardians Three? I would say I would guess it'd go after because they already had a lot of the machinations for uh, Guardians Three. Like they were already going to film it before that whole yeah. thing with with James Gunn went down. So I'd imagine since this is seemingly a much newer project, a much newer idea that they're developing, I would assume they'd stick with that. But I don't think that it really matters. That like I almost think you could with the Thor four because of what we have with Asgard. Unless they specifically address that in Guardians of the Galaxy, the uh, I don't know that. The timeline, I guess, uh, unless something else happens with Thor in Guardians, the timeline doesn't matter as much because it's like, I want to know what happens with Valkyrie and the rest of the Asgardians. Yes. Are they just going to be able to like live in Norway indefinitely? Is our other con- uh, cosmic entities going to start like battling them because now the nine realms or nine realms? There's nine realms. Yeah, nine yeah. realms are like unguarded from Asgard. Well, there'd be eight now because Asgard... Because Pluto's not a realm. Oh, right. Asgard. Gotcha. <laughs> well, And that's another question for for uh, Asgard. Like, we know that Surtur, like, kind of stabbed it and blew it up, but is, like, that entire rock just, like, disappeared? Is there nothing there? Yeah. Where did uh, Surtur go? Did he just nope, fall? Nope. Those foundations are gone. Yeah. Yes, okay. <laughs> uh, but to... Uh, I, I agree with Jeff in that I think that Guardians 3 would happen before this. I think they're... Pro- I, I know James Gunn's doing Suicide Squad 2, but I do think that they are further along than they are with this, but, you know, who knows? I, I think it makes more sense if his next story is with the Guardians because of the last time we saw him. And if it does come before Guardians, then I think we should expect to see them at least in part of fourth, uh, Thor 4. That is not as easy to say as it should be. Yeah, Thor 4. I mean, this is the interesting thing. James Gunn, who is an executive producer on Endgame, so theoretically he would have known what was going to happen in that movie. Um, he was probably one of the few people who was in on story development and all that. So he may have known when he wrote Guardians 3 that Thor was going to be there. Mm. But Thor, but Guardians Three won't start production until the Suicide Squad has wrapped. Hmm. James Gunn is doing that movie, and then he is doing Guardians Three. So it may be that even though the script is already done, supposedly for Guardians Three, they have to push it back enough that Thor Four could wind up before it. That's true. It's possible. We don't know. We definitely possible. We also don't know. This is just news breaking. It's possible that Taika Waititi has been under contract and working on this for a while. Uh, maybe as a writer, uh, while he was also doing uh, doing the Akira stuff, and then they were like, "All right, now we're ready to go on this. You were, you're on board to direct, right?" It's still possible because I think Taika seems to do that. Guy seems to never stop working. But just another throwing another hat in the ring. He also has a show that he's directing and partly producing the What We Do in the Shadows show on FX. Not to mention directing one or two episodes of The Mandalorian. Yep, at least one. I know that's on. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I mean, they've just been one, but I mean, I think he's just real bored. <laughs> <laughs> Got nothing to do. 
Uh, a couple of uh, comments in the chat. One was, I believe it was from Gamer Girl. Sorry, I, I scrolled past it. She was hoping that we see the Marvel version of the Enchantress in this movie because mm-hmm. that is a well-established Thor character whom we have not seen yet. So uh, I, I, I think that's worth mentioning because it would be great to see her at some point. Didn't you feel, though, that Hela seemed like she had kind of some of those Enchantress things? Like, Rick, she had the little specks of green. I thought that that was supposed to be kind of their nod to the enchantress especially since she's the one who gives scourge the axe and everything else right i mean i i think that i think you could see it that way but they didn't do an actual full version of that but uh i I don't know i'd like to see that sort of classic version of her i don't know what do you think about that zach uh i was looking for news because somebody said something in the chat that i was trying to verify okay (laughs) what do you think about having the the actual enchantress in thor 4 uh enchantress enchantress A lot could of words be, to say could be a good a good way to go. Um, she's a classic Thor villain. I would worry that she kind of steers us close to Loki. It's true. Depending on your take on her, mm-hmm. um, I w- so I guess like while we're saying, what do we want to see yeah. in Thor four? I really want to see Beta Ray Bill. I agree. That's yes. that's my big want. But is he is he able to be around because we already saw his visage on Sakar? Sure. That doesn't mean that he's dead. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he could have been on Sakar and gotten away. That also doesn't necessarily mean that it's Beta Ray Bill. It could have just been another one of his people. That's even right. though it's definitely Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I just want an excuse to see Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. Um, I think Plus, imagine now he's got a third guy picking up his hammer, like how pissed Thor He's like, be. oh, what, anybody can pick up my <laughs> hammer like, now? oh, okay, Dad, thanks <laughs> so, a lot. So, so now Horseface here can pick up my pick up my hammer, too? Okay, Look, great. He's a Horseface Norse, and... <laughs> <laughs> Horseface Norse boy. Um, I want to see... I, I think that there's an interesting story there with, like, Mjolnir is destroyed. But we also don't know what happened to the remnants of Mjolnir. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I assume Thor looked into that at some point over the five years. Well, and also, Itri's back running Nidvalir, so he could just make another one, pretend, uh, if he gets his hands free. Yeah, that's that's fair. I think Thor's probably happy with, with Stormbreaker yeah. Yeah, at this point, in terms of, like, he's not going to go searching for... But isn't Stormbreaker, like, I feel like they're, whatever happens in Thor 4... You can almost guarantee the same way that Taika took away Mjolnir in the beginning of Thor 3, Stormbreaker's going away. Because it's way too powerful of a weapon. Like, it's was created to be an ultimate, like, endgame weapon. So you're just going to bring that into the fight right away and just be like, oh, I killed all the bad guys, bye! I guess unless you have somebody like Enchantress, whose okay. power is not about force. Right, And true. granted, Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet was not about force necessarily either, but it was still a fight. And if Enchantress is more doing like the behind the scenes manipulation mm-hmm. that plays w- that you can't defeat manipulation with an axe. I do actually now that you say that I do see how Enchantress could be a perfect one because you could play more on his real loss of Loki. Like he's mourned Loki a bunch of times but it's always proven to be pointless cuz Loki was still <laughs> alive. And if Loki's supposed to really really be gone, that might actually be a fascinating. So his uh death opens the door for the enchantress. She comes in and then she's using a lot of the same manipulations or even the same like astral projection thing that he did and makes Thor think that Loki is once again alive. Like, oh my god. If we That's <laughs> one that that is one thing I will say. I don't need Tom Hiddleston 
back. I don't need him, but I could. I I I feel like you'd have to play off of that in some way. I do think you just mapped out a way where logically we can accept it and not get too upset about him, you know, not being dead. But I agree, we don't need him in this. It's like how we got Steve Rogers in Thor (laughs) two, technically. Um, I I like basically. I mean, I know we're getting the Loki series, so I guess we could bring that Loki, whichever like likely the the 2012 version that right. bounced out yeah. uh, is what we're going to get in the series. So maybe the series they did promise that the Disney Plus series are going to play into the movies uh, more directly. Yeah, well, you have basically a bunch of versions of Loki that escaped, like all the different timelines they went to, into. They basically were like, and a version of the world where Loki gets away. <laughs> Oh god, let's not get started with the end games. Like, did each one of them create a different parallel universe? Right. Oh, or? oh, they definitely did. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, another question from the chat. We sort of touched on it, but uh, wanting to put real odds on it. Zeno Hour wants to know uh, over or under fifty percent that the Guardians will be in Thor four, and that's regardless of where it falls, whether Guardians comes out before Thor or vice versa. Uh, do you think there's a greater than fifty fifty percent chance that the Guardians will be in Thor four? Hmm. I'm going to say yes. Yeah, Mostly because I now, just want them to be, but... Yeah, I, as of now, I would say yes, because I feel like, th- if if anything, uh, I guess unless like the main part of Guardians 3 with Thor in it is getting him out of the group, True. why would they mess up that dynamic? Like, audiences are, like, chomping at the bit for it right now, because we loved it in Endgame and uh, Infinity War, so... I don't know why you would get rid of that necessarily, right? Like, do what works. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I guess, again, it just it depends on when the movies fall. Like, I think whatever the next one is, there has to be a cameo one way or the other. Yes. Either it's them dropping Thor off in the beginning of Guardians if he's not just in the movie, or it's the other way around where the Guardians are there for a bit while Thor goes and begins his cosmic soul searching. I could also just see like a Groot or a Rocket hanging out with him because of kind of their pasts and how, uh, especially with Groot, like him actually knowing how to speak Groot, maybe that would have some connection to that, like the old other Groots or whatever. Well, yeah. also for real world concerns and budgetary reasons, if you only have Groot and Rocket, you don't have to pay any of the actual. I mean, yes, you have to get Vin Diesel's voice and Bradley Cooper's voice, but you're not paying Chris Pratt, you're not paying Dave Bautista. So I could yeah. see some Guardians showing up. I think that that's probably the most likely scenario. Yeah, I, again, it just it, it all depends on how the on it's the order true. how it falls. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do kind of want to see this as another. I know they, they talked about uh, Ragnarok as like sort of like a buddy, like mm-hmm. an office movie. I want to see this as like a true road trip, like <laughs> like a teen romp where you are just are finding yourself on the road. They're off to find what the is Celestials. Or the Eternals? That's the Eternals. So, so well, I guess are, is, when is the Eternals movie coming out? Probably next year. Yeah. So, if that will, do you think the Eternal movies? What type of influence would that have on a Thor? Um, probably not a ton, to be yeah. honest, because okay. the Eternals, the Eternals are cosmic beings, but their stories tend to be central to Earth. Mm-hmm. Like the Eternals cast. Um, at least in the, what I'm going, what I'm expecting them, them to do is going to be an earthbound tale, okay, with cosmic beings. 
right. if that makes sense. But what you're saying, Zach, is you'd like sort of a sort of a road picture. So basically, like Harold and Kumar go to the Eternals or something. I want to see <laughs> Thor and Valkyrie have to journey into the stars, and at some point they meet this dude with a horse face <laughs> who can yes. pick up Stormbreaker. Yep. Uh, even although Stormbreaker doesn't have the same uh, spell on it, so it's not as difficult to lift. But I just wanted to find this like this worthy horseman, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and for whatever reason they have to keep journeying out to maybe Enchantress has put a spell on his people. What if actually, I actually so to on your uh, road trip buddy comedy thing, it's Beta Ray Bill and Thor straight up. And it's like Beta Ray is out Thor, like original Thoring Thor, where he's being like too much. It is for the mighty that we shall <laughs> yes. go. And, and yes, Thor's just please. like, calm down, bro. <laughs> That's exactly what I want to see. Um, and yeah, and it's just them. Yeah, it's them in a spaceship, in a too small of a spaceship for two beings of that size. Uh Bader Bill's got the wings on his hat. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's classic. just like overly classic. <laughs> it's like, can you take off the gauntlets at least? <laughs> no! Uh, interesting that you mentioned Valkyrie because uh, Eon001 says, I'd honestly rather see a Valkyrie movie than another Thor movie, which I'll throw back. How about both? How about another Thor movie yeah. and a Valkyrie movie at some point? Because I would like both. What about like a prequel Valkyries? I think that would be cool. I don't. I can't imagine them doing that at this point. I think they'd have to do more with the character. But I would love to see that story told for sure. Yeah, because uh, I don't know that. At least with the Valkyrie that we have, we going back further. She, there's not going to be an emotional arc to necessarily give us because we know where she goes. I, it'd almost be like a. I'm in my imagination. It'd be almost like a Rogue One esque that like the other uh valkyrie so you want to here's uh you make valkyrie a openly gay character you have the other valkyrie that she was like in love with that ends up getting killed by hella and it's basically the story of like how she was in the core and ran away and basically let her lover die what some are suggesting was brumhilda yeah valkyrie um, who died uh, during hella's attack uh i want to see valkyrie be at least involved if not be a major part of the next story because she is a great character and i agree i would watch a valkyrie movie for sure maybe valkyrie as the like if she gets the odin force because she's now essentially in charge of all of them and then she could put like a spell on something the way odin did with uh mjolnir in the first thor it interests it's interesting question it's an interesting question as to whether the odin force could be transferred like that if it if it does exist, like we know that Thor in the comics at least Thor can take on the Odin. Yeah, Force. but doesn't he have to get it from uh, the? Tree? Does it have to be given, or do, can it be can it be passed on to Idrisil or a whatever? Non that the like descendant. Tree? Yeah, maybe they have to go find Idrisil. Maybe that's the road trip. They road trip to find Idrisil, <laughs> and they bump into <laughs> Hugh Jackman from uh, the fountain, and they're just like, "Hey, dude, what's up?" <laughs> Oh my god. We do a crossover with American gods for no reason. <laughs> um all right. So any other thoughts on Thor four before well, we move on? Langnam Neely makes a great point. I just want a series explaining where Sif has been. Has she shown up since Agents of Shield? Because I think no. that, that was yeah, that's the last time. That I've was her last it. appearance yeah. and I hope that she survived. Oh yeah. like one she would have survived the she would have either survived the snap or Yeah. I just I, assumed she had syphilis. 
You worked so hard to get that in there. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you couldn't. I didn't work that hard, but yeah, oh. I, I'm sitting here with it. But he spelled it S-I-F, so it's all right, everyone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it could be a really interesting way to, like, look the 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 love. If, if you were going to put in a love story here, uh, you could bring Sif back and do that, like the te- the no. former teenage love, and maybe Thor's now all about it, and she's like. No. Yeah, I th- actually, I would love the idea of Thor being smitten with someone who's just like, I am not interested. <laughs> I could see if you'd have to have Thor maybe like before uh, Guardians three and have him still be Fat Thor and oh. then have Sif be like, What happened to you? Well, yeah, he's still <laughs> Fat Thor. Yeah, that's true. Like even at the end of that, exactly. like, yeah, he's got his armor on, so it's it's like it's he's wearing like a like a an Asgardian girdle essentially <laughs> well uh when he puts on his armor but he's still fat thor yeah. at the end of that movie oh yeah uh, or i'm sorry bro thor bro thor i i hope that he struggles with his weight and he can never quite shake it even if he gets a little bit in shape but he's still not quite there he's we, just like constantly drinking slim yeah. fasts we don't have a photo <laughs> of it but they did put out like the marvel legends like right. toy line like the basic like the action figures they did put out a Brothor, and nice. they call him Brothor, and not that's. I don't know if that's what they, the toy calls him, but that's what the the filmmakers oh, okay. apparently referred to him as because they don't want to call it like we all see it. <laughs> yeah. Lebowski Thor, you Lebowski mean. Thor, Thor Bowski. My thing is, is just like to not call him Fat Thor to me does the opposite of what I thought the character was for. It's like. If you're going to pretend that fat is a dirty word, then, like, <laughs> it's not. It's okay to be fat. If he, that, that character was okay to be fat, so it should be okay to call him Fat Thor, right? Like, the whole concept should be, hey, it's all right. You can be whoever you are and yeah. still be a worthwhile, great person. Like, we can call you Fat Thor and you can still be a wonderful person. Like, Fat Neil from Community. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> you hear that, Grandma? <laughs> what? Um, all right, let's move on uh, from that joke. And let's talk about a little bit about Shang-Chi. Yes. Which is coming down... Which is, The announcement, at least, is yeah. coming up, we the, think. This time next week, we should be able to say that the, Shang-Chi yeah. will be out... At this well, because they keep adding things to it. Yeah. They added a a suppose all rumors. They added uh, a costume designer from Aquaman. Okay, whose name I did not write down, but they did do that, or rumored that they did that. The other big rumor is that they've hired a director of photography for mm-hmm. Shang Chi, and it's someone whose films you will definitely recognize. His name is Bill Pope, and he shot. Not only all of the Matrix movies, so the original Matrix as well as Matrix 2 uh, are reloaded in Revolutions. Oh, so the good one and the other two. Gotcha. Okay. He also shot, well, there's a lot of that, because he also (laughs) shot Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3. Uh Uh-oh, that's a problem. um, And (laughs) shot Scott Pilgrim. Which I liked. That was great. Great movie. The, the, like, photography in Spider-Man 3 wasn't the issue. No, you're right. It no, wasn't. it's yeah, not. You're absolutely right. He did not ruin that movie. Nor was it in, in Matrix Reloaded and yeah. Revolution. Visually, which, visually I, they looked great. Which I will say are, are somewhat underrated. They don't live up to the original. Yeah. But they're, people, they get a little bit too much maligned. Yeah. Um, but all great looking, big budget, like blockbusters. So I think we can look forward to Shang-Chi that has a similar, like, a, a nice, like, Aesthetic is uh, the only rumor I remember looking at that I was excited about was like Donnie Yen playing like Shang Chi's father. So there's a lot of different rumors. I had heard him for Shang Chi, but oh. there's a conflicting rumor with that this week. It was like I thought it was the kid from. Um, Power oh, wait, am Rangers. I confused? Oh, 
Wait, I'm confusing people. Um, the like Black Ranger from the most recent Power Ranger movie. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. You're you're right. It was Donnie Yen rumored to be his father, which is also rumored to be the real Mandarin. Mm-hmm. Um, double rumor. All rumors. Yes. Lots um, of rumors. But I mean, I, that's exciting to me because I really respect that they're going to have actual martial artists in this film. Yes. To make it like. I don't. I think that was exactly the kind of problems. Not a different offset of Marvel was running into with their Netflix series, where it's like you hire this guy. You can say Iron Fist sucked because he didn't know how to do any karate, and it was so obvious. And so hiring somebody who is like a true master who has been like excellent in every film and is like a real, real life ninja makes me really excited for all the possibilities of a kung fu movie yes i agree and they so the other part of the, the other shang chi uh rumor this week is that marvel is dead set on casting somebody under 25 and i this was this was like reported but i feel like do we need to say this and committed to it being somebody of chinese heritage um, I think at this point, and is this specifically Chinese heritage? Though? That's what this. That's yeah. what this is saying. Is that they are? It's they're not just like oh, any one, any like Asian person. They're not going to cast a Japanese man in the role. Right. They they want it to be a Chinese, uh-huh. a, a, a a man of Chinese. I think heritage. it's good to get in front of that. or a woman, as we've talked about before. Right, <laughs> but I think it's good to get and in front of that at this it. point. <laughs> to just say that, like, yes, we're gonna we're gonna hire a Chinese uh, actor. Or actress, but I, I think you should just say it right now. You know, get it out there as like, yeah, that's what we're looking at, and you know, we're just uh, being true to the character. I, so. I'm almost, I know that I don't know a ton of, or I don't know who currently would be like a high profile like Chinese actor that's like doing a lot of martial arts films, but I I feel like there's more Korean actors that are like high profile karate film people. Maybe, but I know that. Uh, Look, Disney has a big presence in China, hmm. and I'll, and I'll I would bank on I would bank on I don't know names, but yeah. I would bank on it somebody who is a huge star in Chinese cinema hmm. that will make the leap over yeah. to to Disney here. So American audiences may not be familiar with them, but I'll bet you it would be somebody who has a more of a worldwide renown. That's um, smart. That would make the most sense for yeah. sure. Uh, moving forward, uh, this is more of just like a fun thing that's like happening as part of San Diego and beyond. Um, the Russo brothers announced that they are going to do what they what Marvel has called the "We Love You 3000 Tour," <laughs> and we have the photo of their their uh, their uh, tour logo. Um, so basically, they're <laughs> starting it with an, an appearance in San Diego with their panel. There's also going to be stuff like so they're going to tour across the country. There are events everywhere from like Chicago to Miami to Torrance, California. I think um, it's a huge mistake that they don't have Andre 3000 headlining this tour. They should well, have asked. Most of these events at ne- at this point are details to be announced soon. Well, so if he's at this, then I will start following them like a Grateful <laughs> Dead junkie. <laughs> what if they get Big Boy instead? Not, not okay. Not just wanted to make sure. So we're on the keep up up. keep your eye on uh, on Twitter and all that on the Russo Brothers Twitter for more announcements about it because they're going to be they're they're doing events at like specific Best Buys. Yeah. They're going to be they're literally going to be photo booths. They're giving out ice cream at San Diego, um, wow. and I think they're doing a, a lot of this in line with the Blu-ray release. They right. should be like, giving out tacos. Wait, like what? the Hulk. Oh, oh, I get it. I get it. I, yeah. <laughs> I actually didn't get it. But um, yeah, there's going to be a Marvel night at uh, what is it? AT and T ballpark in San, San Francisco. Francisco yeah, um, they're having a Marvel night where mm. I don't know how many people get prints, but there's special prints that you can get for Endgame. But yeah, 
that's the fun thing there. Nice. Speaking of the Russos, hey, <laughs> um, they have a panel tomorrow at 11 a.m. down at San Diego Comic Con, and everyone wants to know what it is. So here we we talked a little bit about it last week where they had announced they had just this slide thing and they started putting out more and more things. And I have a crazy conspiracy theory I want to drop on you guys that this made me think of. So what they dropped was it was like basically they've done like a series of just like yellow text on black backgrounds with audio from things they've worked on. First it was a panel from last year, then it was a clip from Community, which is where I'm which is where my brain went crazy. Then it was a clip from Arrested Development, which is where everyone's expectations were like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> um, and then today they put up one that had the sound from the teaser trailer for Endgame. So likely a lot of these profiles, these like spotlight panels are just career retrospectives and Q&As and stuff like that. Uh, that might be what it is. When they put up the community thing, a lot of people were like, is this the community movie? Because <laughs> we've got six seasons. We need six seasons and a movie or it's never complete. Mm-hmm. Because the Russos were involved in, right. they they were major producers yeah, on but Community. Yeah, you'd think Dan Harmon would be the one announcing that. Well, it's how much more of a spotlight could you want than Hall H at San Diego? And who says Dan Harmon's not going to walk I was out? Say, he could certainly That's have been true. there. He they, might be they, there they, for did. Rick and Morty season four. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, they did community panel at, at Comic-Con. I don't know what year it was, but a friend of mine was a writer, and I remember them being there. So, it, you know, Dan Harmon could... I think could, I was there. I think yeah, I was at that panel. Dan Harmon could make his way down there. So, But I don't yes. think... I don't think it... It might not be that. Let's put it that way. Maybe I would love to see, like, the uh, the cast, or, like, the characters of Arrested Development and the characters of Community, like, reacting to the MCU, like, as though they were in it. <laughs> just like, what is going on here? Well, it's funny you should say that. So I started to think when he posted the community thing, when they when they posted the community thing, I started, started thinking about we've gotten a lot of community like cameos in these movies. We had two in Endgame, we had one in Civil War, we had one in Winter Soldier. And those are just like the major characters. There's a lot of little character actors that they threw in there. But what if the entire MCU is all in Abed's mind? <laughs> Yes. I have evidence. <laughs> Stay with me. So, we start out, like, I, I, at the very minimum, all of these castings are definitely from Abed's perspective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stay with me. So, the first one, we meet, we see Danny Pudi in Winter Soldier, where, if this is Abed, he's playing just a background S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who is just, like, he's very much just, like, kind of, he's not as, like, awkward as Ovid, but he's very much just, like, the same kind of guy who's just like, okay, yeah, go after you. But he's a good guy. He's mm-hmm. not He's not Hydra agent. Right. Um, Ovid would 100% cast himself as a background S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. <laughs> oh, yeah? In That's Cougar true. Town. Yeah. But, <laughs> but also being a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent would give him access to all the information of the MCU. So he would have known all of these stories. He would get all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Then, we if we move forward... Let's take if we take a look at Civil War. You can't see it on that TV, but it's the dean in Civil War who's playing a dean. He's literally <laughs> playing a dean at MIT, and it's true. I, like so, well, I, I hope that is Dean Pelton running MIT. <laughs> Hello, MIT. He even has a, an insane invention that the dean would make. It's he he pitches Tony Stark a self microwaving hot dog. <laughs> Yep. And tries to get student money for himself. Like, that's the dean. If only he was dressed as a Dalmatian person, it would be complete. <laughs> now, these two I don't have photos for uh, Je- uh, in the booth, Jeff. Uh, 
But because it's Endgame and there's no high-res stills from this yet. But who's in Endgame? You have Chang, Mm -hmm. who is playing a security guard, a role that he had on Community. (laughs) Correct. He was a crazed security guard who, like, follows Scott Lang out for no reason. And it's just, like, like, being super suspicious. (laughs) Super Chang move. Yep. Then you have Shirley... Uh, Yvette Nicole Brown, Mm -hmm. back in the 60s, playing, again, a character very similar to Shirley, who is not a nerd, and even though she's supposedly very good with faces, does not recognize Captain America, who has been in tons of things, and she has definitely seen pictures of, because she works on a base where the slogan is birthplace of Captain America. Yeah. Yeah, I would say most people in 1970 maybe don't, but yeah, she should definitely know who she is. Especially if she's like, I'm good with faces. Yeah, right, exactly. But, in this this version of my, in my headcanon here, where Abed's casting all these people, and Shirley's just like, why am I the only one in the 60s? Like, oh, well, you're old, so the timeline matches up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you're not going to live to be old. I feel like Joel McHale has been in an MCU movie. He has not. He hasn't? He but seems he's like he, he's, would, he belongs in He's life. such he an not. obvious government official or S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Just but like, oh, right. Abed's like, I didn't think that you would have time or want to be included in this. <laughs> Or or we just see him at the very end like, God, you don't include me in your whole MCU? <laughs> but it goes even further. It does. Mm-hmm. Because there's other ones. And these ones are not the Russo Brothers movies, so I had to stretch it a little bit. But when you get to Donald Glover as Aaron Davis, at first, it seems like this was because Troy left. Because mm-hmm. Troy left community and Abed's still mad about it. And maybe it is a little bit. But... Donald Glover gets to be the uncle of a Spider-Man and he gets to help out a different Spider-Man. What else could Troy ask for? So Troy, I think, accepts this one. Plus, uh, to your community connection, in Community Season 2, it starts off with Donald Glover in a Spider-Man outfit because that's when it was Donald for Spider-Man campaign. Yep, yep. Which that clip can be seen in Into the Spider-Verse if you look real closely in Aaron Davis's apartment. It's all coming full circle here. Um, Plus... Troy got all bad boy when he left and moved to Atlanta, so mm-hmm. this fits That's true. anyway. That makes sense. Um, this one, this next one, though, is my favorite because it's so absurd. So, And it's such a minor character. So, Abed is accused of not having any female, of not having enough female people in his version of the MCU. So, he puts, not Annie, his ex-girlfriend Rachel mm-hmm. into the role of Captain Marvel because his ex-girlfriend Rachel was played by Brie Larson. <laughs> Perfect. He would put her not in a cameo but in a starring role because she was that important to him that she deserves the spotlight. So when Mike drop. Allison Brie's gonna have to be some kind of like motherly eternal or something. <laughs> That'll fit with the Danny Pooty verse. <laughs> or it's or just the- like you're you're too distracting to have a cameo because like you couldn't put her in the in like a small role. A, a monkey just runs through called Annie's boobs. <laughs> Called A B. It's more subtle. And I think, and I think you don't want to try and put anyone on set with uh, Chevy Chase. So uh, yeah. we'll just leave him out. <laughs> we'll just we don't want to subject anyone. They, dro- right. they drove down Chevy Chase Boulevard. That was good enough. <laughs> you know what? That's good enough. Am I nuts? Well, people were really into it, and as we were going along, they were mentioning ones that you went on to mention. They're like, "Don't forget about Donald Glover." So people, I think people are are on board for sure. And there's a lot of like other like very small like roles in Community that did pop up here and there, um, but like the 
these are the ones that, like, one, I had time to do. I'm sorry. Uh, but Gamer Girl says, okay, is Zach done with his stupid theory? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I do need to be done with it because there's other stuff going on. Uh, but I wanted to share that with you guys because I was having too much fun with it. I and guys, like it's a slow news week. There's going to be a ton next week. This, yeah. this was a perfect oh, week for this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but also, I'm partially, I, I partially bring this up because... Part of me thinks that there might be a, a like little scene when the Russo brothers do their panel, which has like Danny Pudi as Abed explaining this, <laughs> which would be great. But can't you just imagine um, Job like putting on, <laughs> yeah, from Arrested Development, putting on a Hydra outfit, and then Captain America comes and is beating them all up, and he just looks and he's like, "I've made a huge mistake." <laughs> <laughs> yes, I could. Um, okay. Anyway, um, so some other stuff coming out of uh, Comic Con. Uh, so the like some smaller stuff. Dark Phoenix uh, has its announcement for digital and Blu-ray, which is going to be September third for digital. Correct. Monsters for doing it like this, but also geniuses. And then Blu-ray and DVD September seventeenth. They might, if I wasn't traveling the week that Endgame comes out on digital, they might have sold me two copies. <laughs> but I'm, like, already going to be super busy because I have to leave town for work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm like, okay, I'll just wait two weeks, you <laughs> monsters. Uh, but anyway, uh, so Christian, you got to yeah. look at this announcement. And what we what we know in terms of special features, there'll be a commentary by Simon Kinberg and the producer Hutch Parker. Uh, five deleted scenes that we don't know what they are. So those Ooh. I feel like they'll reveal a little closer. Uh, there is a, a making of documentary and then a very specific breakdown of the Fifth Avenue fight sequence, which I think it took them, what, half an hour to cross the street. It was uh, something that we talked about. Uh, a beast-centric featurette dubbed How to Fly Your Jet into Space, which you can actually see a little snippet of if you follow at X-Men Movies on Twitter. Uh, and there's also a very cool Walmart exclusive collector's edition that has a six-panel poster drawn by some comic book artists so if you want to get that you have to buy it at walmart but otherwise you'll get all these same features however you get the film cool very very cool um it's sad when like the marketing department seems better than the actual like filmmakers (laughs) yeah look i i I did like the movie i thought it was flawed but uh you look at it and you're just like oh it looks beautiful (laughs) you know well you know why don't you go ahead and put days of future past in the beautiful case and then you'll feel better about it yep <laughs> oh, we're not going to get down. We don't have time to get down that rabbit That's hole. That's true. But let we do have time for a little bit of Marvel TV time. Mm. Marvel movie news. We're talking TV time. We all move, we all go along with that. That's song. right. I like um, I liked not telling him ahead of yeah. time just so he could watch it. All right, I'm going to start out with the 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 positive. News. That's it's not super negative, but the the, the smaller story uh, because there's a big one. Yes, it's a big one, you guys. It's close to my heart. Uh, but the not one, the one that's like less close to my heart. Joe Quesada has announced that he has a new show coming to Disney Plus, um, and it's we. I think they had teased this, but now it's like official. Marvel's Storyboard, which is going to be a docu series where Joe Quesada is going to be talking to different artists and uh, people just involved with creating comics and the movies and like how do you fold all that together and make these stories that we all enjoy watching. That's Marvel Storyboard. Um, That was a quick announcement. Not a ton on it, and frankly, I want more time to talk about the fact that it is official now, you guys. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is coming to a finale with Season 7. Moment of silence. 
Oh, I, I, I was going to yeah. explain that we're in season six now. So yeah. this is one more. Yeah, so this so is next year. This, that's the other thing. Like, so Are you I guys say, worried about getting Game of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that they're going to do an episode where you can't see anything. I, I like that. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Agents that's a, that's in a, that's space. A, that's another rabbit hole we don't have to go down because I can debate you on that for an hour. Anyway. That episode is not made for Emmy. So in, in case the numbering has been confusing, we are currently in season Correct. six of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Next season is season seven, and that will be the finale of the show. They they announced it this morning. Uh, and I honestly, I think it's I think it's. It's a good. It's good. It's good that they know before season seven wraps. That means that they're going to have time to to finish it, to end it the way they want to. Spoiler alert! It's really just changing to Agents of Sword. Well, that would be amazing, by the way. I think, uh, yeah. But look, I we've talked about this. You know, when we thought that season seven might be the last one, or we didn't even know if we were going to get a season six. It's had a great run. I mean, what it's going to have like 130 episodes. I can't say that I'm upset that a show is going to end after seven years, especially when there were some close calls in the last few years as to whether or not it was going to get renewed. So I, I think knowing ahead of time is definitely the right move. They they also made the point that it it be, they become the longest running Marvel TV show yeah. of all time. I mean, <clears throat> more than three doesn't seem that hard to make. <laughs> yeah, but even uh, even the look if you want to go all the way back, the original Incredible Hulk that was four years. So, okay, yeah. but even even animated, I think there's there isn't a, a show that like stayed consistent. That, right, because like there have been con- there have been constant Spider Man movies, and like you could argue that like X Men universes have stayed intact, but the shows themselves the actual, have changed. So, yeah, because you've had Ultimate Spider Man, and now there's uh, the one that's just called Marvel Spider Man. There's mm-hmm. different shows, but a continuous Spider. Spider-Man show. Yeah, I don't know if we've had, you know, obviously the the shows that were on weekdays, the animated series, those get like, what, like 65 episodes a year. So there's a ton of episodes. But yeah, I don't think you have a lot of years. I think the animated X-Men series only had four seasons and the fourth was a really short one. Yeah. So. And, and, and like, I see in the chat, like, Ian's like, do a spinoff. We're do they're doing a spinoff, you guys. Uh, Ghost Rider is, yeah. tech, is like, yes, they, they, like, I know there was some, some miss, like, they, their press announcement was, was like very poorly written because it made confusing. it sound like they were going to not acknowledge, like basically not deal. It was not going to be the same character that was in Agent of Shield, but it is. They're just not going to rely on anyone having seen that. They're going to make it easy enough to start fresh. So it's they're going to like go back to when uh, Robbie Reyes becomes Ghost Rider. No, I think. I mean, maybe they'll do a flashback of some kind to help set it up. But the idea is that you won't ha- need to have seen any of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to to jump in on that Ghost Rider. So, like, I'll bet you we see some kind of, some sort of his origin, but I think we're just going to not worry about origin stories and just jump into, this is Ghost Rider, he's doing some stuff. Hmm. Do, do you feel like a Ghost Rider story is going to stay centered on Earth, or are they going to start touching on more, like, the cosmic Ghost Rider stuff? No, I think that what we're going to get, especially with Robbie Reyes, I think... I would bet you were going to get a border story, okay, uh, with with him dealing with all of the a lot of the horrors that are going on with that because it's very it's very relevant and that's very close to that it's very close to that character being a, a Latino character from Los Angeles. I think if you do enough years, you season. could do like a cosmic Ghost Rider sort of thing. But I think that yeah, we're going to start off. It's going to be very on the ground. It's also a, a Hulu show. It yeah. doesn't have the biggest budget in the world. It's going <laughs> to stay pretty grounded. <laughs> True, but I do feel like they're they're throwing more money into some of these streaming only shows, right? Like. Uh, More relative to streaming shows. 
Yeah. Because this isn't Disney Plus. Disney Plus is getting movie-sized budgets, but Hulu is not. That's right. the difference. Like, look at uh, The Runaways, which is in season three, so they've had their budget but go up a little bit. But I thought that was on uh, Freeform. No, well, no, it's on Hulu. Freeform it's on is Hulu. Cloak and Dagger. Cloak and Dagger gotcha. is after. Yes. I know it's it's a little confusing. <laughs> it's all owned by Disney, though, you guys. So it's all technically the same. Um, so that is the, the TV. That's the big TV announcement was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Coming to an end for season seven, so we'll, like we'll talk, uh, we can uh, stay to stick around on Sunday for Marvel TV Weekly yeah. to dig more into that, as well as what's going on on the actual Agents of Shield show. Uh, I do want to leave a few minutes as we wrap out for Doom's Question Corner and our announcement. So, real quick, uh, we got a tweet. And I wrote the tweet down, but not the name. Hold Wes, on. From Wes Sager. Wes who Sager. Who tweets us a lot. So thank, thank you, Wes. Wes. Um, Son of Bob Sager. Yes. Uh, about San Diego Comic-Con, what's the likelihood we'll get news on Blade, Moon Knight, or Nova? Will Marvel introduce a new character that we haven't seen in the MCU before, uh, seen before in the MCU during San Diego Comic-Con? I think that we would maybe get one of those. I don't. Th- I think Moon Knight is the least likely that we're going to get. I think that we've heard enough rumblings that they are planning something with Blade, that that wouldn't surprise me. But I also don't know that that's part of this announcement. Like I don't know that that's MCU proper. You know? I, I think Blade is going to be a Hulu show, more than likely. Um, it's a good way to step to not step too much on like the Wesley Snipes like stuff. And I still think him being involved would be cool. Yeah. Um, and it would also obviously operate in that same universe that works well with Ghost Rider and Hellstrom. I think, yeah, putting Blade, putting, uh, and maybe it'll be, maybe they're waiting to see how those go. And yeah. that could be a thing where we get Ghost Rider, we get Hellstrom, and then if those are doing well on the channel, they do Blade as well. Mm. Um, I, it, Blade is is a property that could do well in the in the theaters. And that's why I think there will be hesitation to put it on television because the last time they said, well, that's a movie property, eh, put it on TV, we got the Inhumans. Um, Hashtag Team Lockjaw. Yeah, but I will fairness, not back down. Ghost Rider was also a major film franchise. True. And it's now a television show. So. Uh, let's also remember Daredevil. He was a major film. Well. <laughs> no, it was a film property that Fox fought really hard to hold on to that they developed a movie that they scrapped and then the rights reverted. So it was seen as something that worked on the big screen. So, yes. you know, the point on that opinions change. Yes. Um, so I, yeah, I think uh, Blade could be one. Nova. I would. I wouldn't be shocked if it was in the final announcements for the next yeah. five years. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot more solo films, I think. Than well, big Nova could crossovers. easily be set up by a Guardians three. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because we're going to have to deal with the fallout of the Nova Corps since Thanos destroyed them, and then we never mentioned them again after that. And we've yeah. it's also been. I mean, obviously, we the post credits of Guardians two, we saw Adam Warlock. So I, I feel like getting something along those lines. I think yeah, seeing Adam Warlock and Nova in Guardians three would both make sense. Yeah, whichever one you you want to do. I still think a Nova movie fo- focusing on Sam Alexander is the most likely scenario. For what we're going to see in the MCU, but Richard Ryder popping up is Richard Ryder's the '70s Nova, right? The, yes, yeah, Sam okay. Alexander was uh, was more recent. I think he was like yeah. six years ago when they launched his story. But he is the son of a Nova, right. whose last name is Alexander. I don't remember his first name. Um, who then finds his dad's, dad's helmet and becomes the young teenager Nova? And just because we don't like, we have Spider Man. That's our only other teenage hero. And I think building towards a champions or young Avengers type of story is in the cards, especially with people like Cassie Lang and Kate Bishop running around yeah. the MCU. Yeah. All right. So before we wrap out, 
I want to do our big announcement and uh, pick a winner for this Endgame poster. That's right. So I've got, I've, I've literally have a bag. Like, this is pure chance. Yeah. I wrote down everyone who followed the instructions, tweeted us a, a page of the survey after taking it. Thank you for doing that, by the way, guys. It looks like we are going to keep Marvel TV Weekly in the feed for at least for a while. Yeah, we're glad uh, to hear that people like both shows. Yeah. Yeah. You guys like it, and so we're going to keep doing it uh, to, to give more time to talk about, like, so we can spend more time talking about what we want to see in Thor 4, and then more time talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Legion, because those shows are crazy right now, especially Legion, which is breaking my brain. Like, I love Agent Shield, but Legion broke my brain. <laughs> um, so let's see who we got here. It is gonna be. I hope you can read it. At BC Bachman on Twitter. All I right. wrote down your Twitter handles because that's well, all I had. We're gonna turn her overdrive that one and get the poster shipped right out to you. So, <laughs> and so BC either uh, yeah, so we will send you a tweet to confirm like where we're sending this, and we'll get you the poster. And I know we should wrap, but there's a question in the chat. It's from someone who is a longtime watcher, but usually can't get messages to us during the show. Jesse Herrera wants to know: ever since Keanu Reeves was pitched for being in the MCU. Jesse pitches the idea. Keanu Reeves as Doctor Doom. What do you think, Zach? Uh, because uh, you love Doctor Doom is the only reason I'm reading this no, question. No, I love Doctor Doom and I love Keanu and I want to see Keanu in the MCU, but that's not okay. the right casting. One, uh, I like Doctor Doom is of Romani descent. Uh, Fair, and that's a like I, I want them. In, I would love them to honor that, but also because Keanu doesn't isn't doesn't have that calculating constantly a, like 10 steps ahead of you I like thing that's why I like Javier Bardem I know he's not he's not a Romani but, but he you see him as somebody I who do. thought of things that you never did I a great point to that I think for the casting of Doom you need someone who could be a good voice actor because you want someone who's going to be able to convey things without being able to see their face once he yeah. has to wear that doom mask. Yeah, you need somebody who's got a, who's got a, like a really powerful voice behind it. And Keanu has a great voice, but very he's not specific a specific voice, I not mean, a leader voice. He's though. not a bad voice actor, but it's like I saw him in Toy Story Four, and it's like I even saw there was like they were showing a thing of him recording his lines. It's just not. He's Keanu. He's fine. Yeah, yeah that's Keanu, great. But I love just, Keanu. There's not a. I want to see Keanu as Adam Warlock. Like he could play the most powerful <laughs> man, the perfect man ever. Ever made, but no, not for Doctor Doom. I don't think he'd be a good casting, but I think the same way Tom Hardy was able to affect his voice for Bane, someone who is like a good enough actor without the mask, yeah. but someone who can take the mask and use that as part of it, I think is important. Yeah. All right. Anyway, that was just a little that was <laughs> an afterthought, a little extra question, uh, a little bonus Doom's question corner about Doom. Yes. So I. I you, you All right, we have to wrap, but you got me started in the, <laughs> one, the one place I can't stop. All right. I'm, I'm so you don't want to right. hear what Eon 001 says. James Earl Jones, obviously, is the voice of Doom. Well, Just the voice. I'm the voice of Doom, yes. but <laughs> to play Doom, uh, no, because he's too, like, calming. Doom yeah. is, he, James Earl Jones is, like, the voice of, like, reason and, like, wisdom. He could he's be not, on Doom's shoulder, you know, like, Doom. <laughs> I mean, they've Listen already used him a father. bunch, but I actually think maybe even, like, a uh, voice-wise, Andy Serkis well, would be an interesting sure. mm. Voice. You do you do need the the face at Again. that point, but I'm just saying um, like I'm just thinking specifically voices. Yeah, at this point now that we're talking. Yeah. about Yeah. All right. Okay. Got to wrap up. 
We're out of time. Thank you, Jeff, so much for joining us this week. Thanks for having me. Uh, Zia will be back next week to talk about all of the things from San Diego. So stick around for next week's episode of Marvel Movie News, where we're going to be bringing down whatever slate Marvel reveals to us. It's going to be crazy. Until then, I'm Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. Also be sure to follow my other podcast, Ships in the Night, where we take weird cross-fandom ships and put them together. This week, you guys will be interested in this one, we did Superman and Jean Grey yes, please. in OP Powerhouse <laughs> to see how that one went down. Check out Ships in the Night. Uh, and if you've enjoyed both Jeff and myself, uh, we do a podcast called The Black Cast. We can be found at bladtcast.com. Our latest episode will be up a little later today. It is our Spider-Man Far From Home special. Z is in that as well, along with our friend Will Sterling. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. You can find Jeff on Twitter and Instagram at Jeff Duray. <laughs> but he says don't follow him because it's not worth it. It's what he says. These are I'm just putting my word, his words into my mouth. And, of course, Sunday night at 9 o'clock, Marvel TV Weekly. We'll be talking about a crazy episode of Legion, as always. And, uh, of course, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And whatever news we get out of Comic-Con. We'll talk about that there over on AfterBuzz TV. All right, guys, this has been Marvel Movie News. Thanks for geeking out with us. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals. 